0: This episode is brought to you by VinItaly International Academy, the toughest Italian wine program. 1000 candidates have produced 262 Italian wine ambassadors to date. Next courses in Hong Kong, Russia, New York and Verona. Think you make the cut? Apply now at vinitalyinternational.com. Italian Wine Podcast, a wine-to-wine Business Forum 2021 media partner, is proud to present a series of sessions highlighting the key themes and ideas from the two-day event held on October the 18th and 19th. 2021. This hybrid edition of the Business Forum was jam-packed with the most informed speakers discussing some of the hottest topics in the wine industry today. For more information, please visit winetowine.net and tune in every Thursday at 2pm Central European Time for more episodes recorded during this latest edition of Wine to Wine Business Forum. Welcome, thank you for um, watching us. I'm Ciro Pirone, I'm um, co-host and co-moderator with uh, my good friend here next door, Gianluca Guairoli, which I'm gonna go ahead and introduce for those of you that are not familiar with. So um, Gianluca, after being um, an international tax consultant for almost 20 years, uh, made a career switch and joined the wine industry five years ago. He's originally from Italy, and is now based in the Boston area where he owns and runs Wine Empire and fine wine retailer. Gianluca holds a low degree and master in accounting and international tax and speaks fluently three languages. He also dedicated himself to many aspects of the wine world such as tasting events, writing and wine education. He became an Italian wine ambassador and educator through Vinitaly International Academy in 2019. And he's also certified as french wine scholar american wine expert bordeaux and burgundy specialist sherry wine specialist holds a wict diploma and currently master wine candidate in 2021 he launched in the u.s the italian wine maestro certification grazie
1: ciro thank you uh it's a true pleasure uh being here spending a little time with my now longtime friend uh ciro pirone so it is uh, my true pleasure to uh, uh, in turn introduce Ciro to um, all of you that um, don't know Chiro yet. Um, Chiro is the director um, of Italian wines for Horizon Beverage uh, Company, based here in, uh, uh, in New England, in Boston and uh, with operations in uh, uh, five different states. He's a graduate of Instituto uh, Alberghiero um, Hotel and Restaurant Management School in uh, Salerno. He's also a Italy Wine Ambassador uh, from the Italy Wine Academy. Uh, travel extensively uh, in Italy, um, in England, in the US, and especially um, those that know Chiro, they can affirm how um, his incredible passion of wine, uh, travel, food, you know, culture uh, is. Uh, considering, after all, uh, how important is being born and raised uh, uh, in Italy? All these, uh, um, you know, themes um, are. In '99, um, Chiro moved to uh, the U.S. Uh, uh, permanently. Uh, he came to uh, to Boston, where he continued um, to further his uh, his wine studies at Boston University, International Sommelier Guild, WSCT. Um, as well as uh, he became an Italian wine specialist uh, with honors uh, with the North American Sommelier Association, as a part of the worldwide um, more recognized Italian Sommelier Association. In 17, and again in 19, he completed the uh, Via Vinitaly Wine Academy um, uh, ambassadorship, uh, you know, program. Uh, he recently actually received, you know, honors uh, for his, you know, efforts, and. Um, in uh, 2007, uh, he did uh, actually accept a position with uh, um, Mr. Caprai from uh, um, from Montefalco, Umbria, that everybody is aware um, of, and um, as a top producer. Uh, after which, in 2011, so now over you know 10 years, he returned to Horizon Beverages uh, to um, actually be a director for the Italian uh, wine portfolio. Uh, expanding uh presence in new england um so thank you again for uh co-moderating and uh, and doing this session with me chito it's been a pleasure so today we're going to talk about um uh, a few uh, very interesting uh, aspects of the wine trades, um specifically we'll take a look at the um uh, agenda here um i'll uh, briefly introduce for those who are not familiar uh, the uh, uh, so-called three-tier system, uh, how the wine trade worked uh, in the U.S. We're going to take a look at uh, the uh, market performance, uh, slightly pre-pandemic, pandemic, um, and today's with a little bit of outlook for the near you know, future as much as we could. And then uh, both Ciro and I will give you two very interesting perspectives, mine from a retailer uh, point of view, where is going to fill us in with... Uh, some interesting details on the distribution side uh, in the northeast area um, of, uh, of the United States and then uh, we'll touch on uh, uh, wine education how it changed, how Chii uh, have uh, experienced uh, in this past 1824 uh, you know months and how we' have seen things you know change so with any further ado um, so how does it work uh, I get a lot of calls especially um, you know, being familiar, uh, and meeting people during travels, during events. Oh, who even, you know, former friends. Um, I want to, uh, I'm making wine or I know a family that is making wine. Maybe you know, small production. Uh, we would like to, to come, um, over, uh, to the U S market. It's like, especially if you are in the trade that you sell wines, like, why i don't send you um, a number of cases of you know this wine that's being made it's not it's not so simple unfortunately because the three tier system essentially works that um uh three uh, distinct and separate um uh, figures are involved in the uh, in the wine uh, in the wine uh in the wine trade in the wine process from you know production uh to uh to selling so the first one is clearly is the producer um and then or uh, importer, because the importer would um, uh, act upon the um, uh, um, uh, the, 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 the products um, uh, being imported. Uh, the second uh, figure is the uh, uh, wholesaler uh, or distributor, and in some cases is actually uh, the same and in some cases is actually you know separate. So you can have a uh, an importer, and then you can have, um, it, which is also a wholesaler, or you can have a distributor, in, in this case, um, you know Chiro, for example. And then you have the third uh, figure, which is uh, the retailer. So the retailer obviously encompasses um, not just uh, uh, um, a wine store or anoteca, uh, uh, a bar, but also a restaurant, for example. And there is a first a distinction between what we call in the trade business uh, on premise or off premise. Um, this is a system that, which, which in turn sells ultimately to to the consumer, to the wine drinkers, right? So we go into to a restaurant that will be the last, you know, key uh, chain point, or we go into a wine store to buy our bottle of wine. So this is a system that was put in place in 1933 upon uh, um, uh, the repeal of the uh, prohibition uh, law and uh, as, a, as a change of uh, introduction to the 21st Amendment. And um, the, the tricky part here is also to understand that as much as the United States is a, uh, one federal government, uh, we are subject to the rules of 50 different states. So Chira and I, for example, are in Massachusetts. There are certain rules where new york or connecticut or california you know might have others and one of the main challenges is in fact once the product arrives in one state how it can be distributed um, across um, across country um, the federal government does only have the power to regulate uh, any potential conflict and there are actually been plenty in, in the history of this uh, of this uh, of these rules so Uh, Another key uh, point to understand is, unlike many other countries, uh, especially uh, European countries, is how wine is uh, consumed. So if you go and buy a bottle of wine in a store, um, you technically buy the wine unopened, completely sealed, and you don't have the right to uh, consume that bottle of wine uh, on the floor. Where is the opposite when you go to a bar or to a restaurant where you can obviously consume your bottle of wine, but with few exception and uh, based on, um, uh, on a state-by-state basis, you cannot um, go to a restaurant, buy a bottle of wine and bring it home. So hopefully this will give you uh, an idea. Other exceptions are uh, what we call DTC or uh, direct to consumer um, um, arrangements, such as the ones from you know wineries, uh, wine clubs, uh, and things of that um, nature. So, um, let's talk about market. Um, how how things uh, have shaped up uh, up to um, um, now, almost on two years of this uh, COVID nineteen uh, situation. So. So we all were aware that uh, by now that a lot of uh, our friends, you know, restaurants, unfortunately, um, have closed, um, uh, hopefully just on a temporary basis and uh, a few have been reopening. Unfortunately, some have lost, um, you know, the business. So it's estimated um over 30 percent, you know, of restaurants um, have uh, uh, clearly uh, stopped and slow down uh, the wine, the wine buying and the to uh you know, consumer. So, in my experience, in talking to other um, uh, retailers and uh, and distributors, you know, as well, uh, the fortunate part is that the uh, the business, the operations for the retail side absorb. Almost entirely, um, in some cases not entirely. Well, everything that has been uh, uh, sort of uh, you know lost on the uh, on premise or restaurant you know side. So on a net um, on a net basis, we're still uh, probably um, um, still in a in a small uh, loss you know position, but we certainly um, have uh, um, have, uh, have limited uh, the uh, the impact. In particular, uh, within uh, uh, this this numbers, we have seen uh, the go to uh, larger brands uh, to hold up uh, fairly uh, fairly well, especially if you don't have uh, the opportunity to go to a restaurant, uh, to a bar to consume uh, your uh, go to um, uh, wine by the glass, um, and uh, if you don't have um, a special relationship. Uh, to uh, to maybe your wine retail stores, you go with what you know, and um, unfortunately, a little bit of the the, the higher uh, value wines, the um, high highly allocated you know wines, have uh, have been. Uh, Offer uh, to uh, retailers um, that have not been offered before or in larger allocations because um, uh, restaurants and on-premises accounts have not been uh, been able to uh, to offer this uh, on their uh, on their on their menu. So we have a little bit of uh, consumer uh, spending um, a little bit more often and a little bit you know less, and um, and of course we have uh, we have had a younger uh, sort of, uh, you know, crowd, uh, to invest a little bit more into, um, higher value, um, you know, wines, you know, as well. So particularly California and Florida, um, have, uh, have seen a, a huge rise in uh, consumption on both sides of the spectrum on, uh, on, um, on entry level, mid market, as well as premium and high end, uh, value as well. And we, we also see from a statistical standpoint that, uh, American folks in general uh, probably uh, look a little bit more, you know, domestic than say uh, the typical uh, larger uh, country importers, such as um, obviously Italy, you know, France, you know, and Spain. Uh, This has been uh, obviously uh, due uh, to a couple of different factors. Um, uh, You all familiar with the uh, past a couple of years debacle on, uh, uh, you know tariffs uh you know increased 25 percent at the moment with the biden administration on hold temporarily for another four and a half you know five years uh as well and then of course as we mentioned before given the three tier system also with the shipping you know challenges uh thinking about shipping from uh, uh from one state to another uh thinking about uh, maybe different formats, uh, whether it's small bottles or, you know, um, or larger, you know, format as well, but also, um, uh, the style of wine, um, sparkling wines are obviously very difficult and, and, and challenging, um, uh, per se, uh, to, uh, to be shipped, um, and considering also, uh, some of the geography as well as the, uh, um, uh, weather conditions, uh, for example, you know, during, you know, summer months. Um, this created um, a number of opportunities and a number of, uh, of, uh, of challenges. Uh, so online sales um, uh, shot up uh, over 40% in this, uh, you know, 18 months, you know, time. Uh, obviously, uh, we increase um, online events. Uh, virtual, everybody probably has done, uh, uh, at least a, 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 few of those, uh, uh virtual, you know, tasting more, uh, locally or, you know, spread, uh, spread out, uh, that increased the opportunity to sell, um, you know, perhaps a smaller, you know, formats, as we, uh, as we mentioned before, uh, um, 375, uh, ML, uh, as well. And, and there, unfortunately, um, there was a little bit of decline in larger, you know, format, um, you know as well um and then uh, um, also as mentioned the allocation probably of those uh, higher you know and uh, uh hard to find hard to seek uh, uh, you know wines became a little bit more of a norm as channels of the distributions uh switched uh and changed from um uh, restaurants and bars and other on-premise accounts to more like a retail online, you know, sales, you know, focus. And this is actually what we also see um, going forward. Obviously, we are going to uh, depend uh, uh, largely on uh, um, how the uh, uh, COVID-19 pandemic uh, will be, you know, handled going forward. Uh, we obviously hope all for, uh, for the best. Um, now, restaurants and non-premise accounts have uh, reopened with less restrictions locally, locally. Um, Towns and municipalities have the option to uh, enforce uh, you know, mask, but there is no, you know, distance. There is no reservation. Um, you know, limits that used to be up to uh, uh, May this year of, you know, 90 minutes. So things are slowly um, getting better and and open up. And they, as we see this happening, uh, my personal point of view and expectation is to see some sort of this um, reallocation of revenue. Um, redistributed and back to, you know, the restaurants, you know, uh, the bars, um, and, uh, and, uh, and um, uh, online, online uh, premises, um, perhaps also, we're going to open up to in person, you know, tastings, um, you know, as well. And we're probably going to have for a period of time, a little bit of, uh, you know, both on um, online and, uh, and in person as well. So. With this, I want to pass the ball to to Ciro that can give us a little bit more uh, facts and details and uh, his his experience, his point of view.
0: Yeah, we had, um, thank you. Um, Same happened here. So the state of distribution for us as a fairly large distributor, the second largest here in Massachusetts. And as you mentioned, we, Horizon Beverage Company, operates in five states. Three of which, Rhode Island, Massachusetts, being the headquarter, and New Hampshire, we have full distribution of wine, liquor, and beer, and then Maine and Vermont, we only um, distribute liquor and beer, you know, for 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 different reasons. Uh, but anyway, in um, 2020, interestingly enough, and this is on overall scale, we had the best year of our history, right? So it says a lot how things went in spite of the COVID pandemic. Now, that being said, this is, uh, overall, which includes a lot of different products that go from liquor, beer and wine as well. But when we look at the Italian side of things specifically. We had a loss of roughly 35 percent of overall sales. Um, and that's obviously due for, for many factors, which we'll you know, be discussing about. Um, you know, we as a company represent the 60 different Italian wine wineries, um, say that the prime region that we focus on is Tuscany. is obviously very, you know, beloved here in the United States, and understood and appreciated that many people travel to, followed by Veneto and Piedmont. They take the second place uh, on our side of things. And then lastly, or thirdly anyway, would be Sicily. Uh, all altogether we present wineries that cover 14 different regions of italy so a little bit all over the place if you will so now when we look at um you know obviously in 2020 like i said we had this loss of 35 uh, percent and who lost most obviously was the smaller wineries um for many reasons one being uh, because you don't have the power to stand out um also because you were not necessarily as larger wineries distributed uh, Somehow evenly, if you will, between on and off premise so of being both in restaurants and retailers. A lot of times, smaller wineries uh, from smaller suppliers, um, they tend to, you know, be represented mostly in in restaurants. And restaurants, as Gianluca mentioned, were the ones that really, you know, took the biggest hit. And uh, sometimes they closed for a long periods of time, or they were only doing takeout. So obviously, the sales of wine were really, you know, damaged. Um, but hopefully, you know, this year we've seen a, a different, quite a switch, and hopefully they're coming back. And there's a lot of interest towards that. Uh, in 2021, if we if we compare 2021 in quarters between you know 2021 and 2020, the first quarter. We were you know still down because the first quarter of 2020 obviously we were still in a good place it really things didn't affect us here in this neck of the woods it wasn't until you know basically the second half of march so practically we were down but then i look i looked at the numbers of the second quarter of 2021 and that's when we were up 30 percent because now we were facing a moment in 2020 when restaurants were totally closed everything had stopped so distribution as far as on-premise was uh, zero uh versus 2021 uh, finally with the you know good season coming the spring if you will things you know kind of reopening a little bit definitely gave a boost you know uh, for italian wine and uh, so that helped a lot and this last quarter which we, we just closed by the end of september definitely we continued that trend we are up now 25 percent overall in sales indeed, for the italian wine portfolio and again, our Italian wine portfolio, being a large distributor, includes uh, very large uh, wineries. Um, at the same time, uh, you know, mid-sized wineries, and also we have a, a variety of small wineries. So there's a little bit of everything that it's, uh, you know, included in that. Uh, now, the things that we continue to face today, as far as a, a distributor, and especially in the on-premise world, as Gianluca mentioned, there was a an incredible increase, even during the pandemic, of the you know high-end wines. People wanted those wines. There was a lot of disposable income that wasn't being used in different ways. People weren't traveling. People really weren't going out for dinner, shows, anything you know uh, that they were able to spend money on. So they wanted to. In some cases they wanted to you know have a better bottle of wine or people that could afford they wanted to have those special bottles of wines they would have consumed at a restaurant um so that that that, that was quite incredible to see that the, the high performing wines or the high you know pedigree wines and high rated wines were doing incredibly well uh but things we're facing today as a challenge uh, first and foremost for, for for the restaurants is definitely the challenge with the um, uh, employment. You know, every restaurant is short on employment and I'm sure that's not just here in, in, this, in this part of the United States and also in this part of the world. Uh, being short on people is really affecting the restaurants to be able to have the right people in place and be able to, you know, provide the ideal service. And has also caused a shrinking of the wine lists, which uh, obviously creates less opportunity for less wineries to be on those wine lists. So we all have to work harder to be able to you know getting onto those wine lists and then make sure that the wines you know uh, do well another big challenge has definitely been the um the disruption if you will of the chain of product coming you know into the country so so many out of stocks has been a very long period of time where some of our best-selling wines have been out of stock sometimes for a month, month and a half. So that means your distribution for that product is slowly gone. So now we have to start from scratch and recreate that distribution, which is obviously a very tough job because obviously everybody's trying to get um, onto the action for that piece of the pie. well you know definitely there's a, the different aspects have been challenged but one positive that i i've witnessed uh, you know this has been since last year on to this year in spite of it all in spite of the challenges you know restaurant tours have been very very resilient uh, obviously it's a tough life it's a night life, you know it's a weekend and holidays life and new restaurants have opened. Yes, many have closed, unfortunately, but many have also opened um, through the pandemic and fortunately they're thriving and they're doing well. And it's a great message for uh, for the industry at large, but also for the Italian wine industry and for the producers we represent, but also for many other producers of Italy that are trying to get into the market, uh, that there is a continuing passion towards Italian wine, Italian food, and all that encompasses around it. So uh, we're very positive. I think we're going to, you know, face a great end of the year and continue growing. And uh, Italian wine will continue to do very, very well for us. Gianluca, all yours. Uh, yes,
1: thank you, uh, Ciro. That's uh, that's so true um, what, uh, what you just reported, um, especially on the smaller, you know, winery side, the concentration on that. Uh, on the old premises and uh, yeah, we did, um, you know, see that, um, you know, logistic, you know, issues and distribution, you know, um, uh, uh, supply chain, um, you know, challenges for sure. Uh, we'll reserve the last few minutes of uh, today's presentation to uh, to wine educations. So there's a lot to talk about here. So we'll try to be as condensed and, um, you know, as possible for the time that we have but essentially um it's a very small um you know niche um I was just reading you know some figures you know a few weeks you know ago of just a um uh, a few million dollars um, um at least in the u s uh, m- type of market so but I have seen uh, um uh small and um uh, new uh wine schools uh popping up i've seen uh, uh historical ones doing you know very well think about those large organizations that you know such as WSET, the court of master sommelier uh, the master of wine you know program where everybody has um has adapted you know to these times so they offer um you know vials um for you know students to um uh, to take classes and, and courses and certifications you know online uh that open up you know again other opportunities you know to shipping but as we've seen before uh with shipping at least uh, uh, across um uh, um the united states and uh continentally as well um you have uh you have challenges um so those are like the new challenges that wine schools and wine education has, has had. Sheila um, and I have been uh, involved in a high, high, high number of uh, virtual uh, tasting events. He has done, uh, um, and, and he will talk to us in a minute. Um, a lot of you know wine dinners uh, with uh, um, uh, with uh, with restaurants and on premise accounts. He's done uh, educational services. I've done. Uh, um, probably 40 to 50 just in 2019 alone uh with our with our with our customers with our customer base um you know um you know locally and uh and across you know states uh we ship wine so that again you know it will give us the opportunity and we and we said it here we needed to have the spirit of you know adaptation to look of what we've been you know dealt um at any uh point in time and uh, and sort of uh start to become a little bit you know creative uh Chita and i are both you know part of the uh um uh, international um uh, academy uh, organizations uh via has done a tremendous job in promoting agile um uh formats uh where we uh, have done uh, uh lectures you know online and, and 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 as things have opened up and got a little bit more relaxed then on a more concentrated basis we have offered um uh tasting uh, you know in person you know as well. Um, I launched uh, and, and Chido did teach with me the uh, uh, the master course uh, the beginning uh, of uh, 2021 and we sort of adapted um, to do the same thing to do a course over a number of weeks and then over a weekend to taste uh, um, a number of great um, you know wines you know as well and, and I think another shout that I want to give is actually um, the, I've been working on for the past few months is um, uh, agencies around the world in this case Um, you know, from Italy, Uh, reach out to us. Uh, We are your eyes, your uh, hands, your feet uh, on the ground. There are still a little bit of challenges for winemakers, for, um, you know, producers to come and work on the market, uh, to promote their wines, to have work with, you know, and other distributors to come and visit mine and other stores, um, you know, across, across the country while things are opening and cleaning up um just use um you know us as your tool uh we are as happy you know to promote um your product as we can possibly you know be uh Chito, i don't know if you have a a few thoughts on uh, your experience uh when it comes to uh wine um educations and and so forth that you want to share with your audience
0: yeah, I think, um, you know, following what you said, uh, education is critical, and um, i was always been a strong believer of that, and especially living and breathing Italian wine, and only Italian wine every day, I see the, the immense interest there is, as much as there is on our part, of many, many consumers, that might know a lot less. But they want to know, um, and it's so important that uh, the right message is relayed and people do understand Italian wine. Because, yes, there is an element of complexity when it comes to the many grapes and territories and regions and names and things like that. So it's it's incredible what uh, obviously VIA uh, at the forefront, but also other great organizations have been doing in uh, really laying the ground for people to embrace Italian wine, understand Italian wine. And now also spread the gospel of Italian wine and start, you know, buying and tasting and whatnot, getting their friends also involved. So education is critical. And I think it's important for all at 10 and 60 degrees. And then as far as the virtual part, yes, um, just as much as you did, and many others did uh, last year for me that I do a lot of events throughout the course of the year, because I realized that's really the way of promoting our wines, not only with our direct customers, which would be, you, Gianluca, and obviously restaurants, but also to find to touch the final consumer. It's important for me to be always out there uh, many, many nights throughout the course of the year. And last year, with things being impaired, I realized that I had to switch immediately to this virtual world. And uh, it proved to be very successful, um, obviously, because everybody was home, everybody wanted something to do, and wine is always a form of enjoyment, fun, you know, gatherings that weren't happening. But at the same time you could bring a little bit of fun a little bit of uh, obviously wine at times food uh, to people's homes uh, and especially italian wine with so many stories and beautiful stories and great wines and all those things that make it engaging um we were able to really create uh, an incredible um level of sales but more most importantly engagement with the uh, with the like i said our customers and the final consumers uh, to continually you know, stay connected with the Italian wine world. So really that worked incredibly well. Fortunately, we've uh, now for a while shifted back to uh, in-person, yeah, with some limitations, maybe smaller groups and whatnot. Um, but ultimately, at the end of the day, you know, the wine wine is something that it's nice to share together in the same room possibly with a lot of people. Uh, but we're going in the right direction. So we're hoping for definitely a better 2022 for all of us well well said uh, you know chiro um
1: we came to the uh, end of our presentations today but um, uh, I, I want to make it just a couple of uh, quick notes, and there is also a question. Um, you know, uh, Rebecca in the audience saying education is critical. That should be our motto, and uh, we all agree on that uh, at all, at all levels. not just education for us in the wine trade, but education for consumers, anybody that wants to advance their study, but also about learning, uh, about cultures, about, you know, food. Uh, and so forth. So um, that's great and, and, and well said. Um, thank you, Rebecca. So one question, which is um, aligns with uh, the very last point of our presentation, Shiro, is uh, uh, what, and maybe we'll, we can both answer to this, but what are we seeing, uh, you know, what are the movers and the, 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 fasted, the, the faster movers and the slower, you know, movers uh, in terms of wines or appellations or style um, that that we have seen, um, I'll I'll first answer to that. So my answer is twofold. I've talked to many other you know um, you know colleagues and, uh, and 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 store you know owners uh, and restaurants, and uh, is if you are not that highly specialized, um, it's probably a lot of answer was uh, what people have known so far. So what do people have come to know fairly well are uh, appellations, obviously, like Chianti or Barolo or Valpolicella, a little bit of, uh, you know, Etna or uh, wines from Abruzzi and, and so forth, where um, in my very, very personal, uh, you know, world where we cover all the 20 regions, um, a very high number of uh, different grapes, and there is more like a one-on-one uh, type of relationship with our with our customers, we see um, a huge increase in uh, in a, uh, so-called like a l- lesser known or minor grapes, more uh, uh, such as uh, Caricante, uh, for example. Uh, we have seen on the red side um, negramaro uh, as well, uh, and we have seen uh, um, Nebbiolo from Alto Piemonte. Uh, from all those uh, great appellations, uh that we um, all come to know about the, the, the wanting to um, explore either new grapes or the same grapes from uh, slightly different um, you know, appellation wine. What about you, Chiro? What have you seen?
0: Yeah, I think uh, uh, the reason um, for us has been um, outside of it, obviously, of the giants, right? The varietals everybody knows, Appalachians appellations historically famous and recognized. Where there's been a lot of interest is definitely Sicily, um, a lot of interest. And uh, again, even within Sicily, which is a world of its own, uh, there's been things like, uh, for example, Cataratto um, has been a great mover. Interestingly enough, um, on a higher level of quality. Then uh, there has been. Uh, You know, also Nerello Mascalese, you know, for obvious reasons, could be from Etna or not, or maybe surrounding areas. But anyway, it's been very, very many people passionate about it and wanting to try and experiencing and loving it and continuing to do so. And then, uh, you know, also uh, White Wines from Campania. Maybe because I'm biased to that because I'm from there, but there is a, to say that doing a lot of events and reengaging people on varietals that maybe have been around for a long time and that have been in the market also for a long time in this market. Anyway, people now getting re-exposed to Fiano, Falangina, Greco, you know, the classics, not even talking about the more esoteric or lesser known. So there's, there's a lot of different things that people are really, you know, connecting with and uh, getting the, you know, am re- getting passionate about. So um, it's very exciting. It's exciting to see that anyway, living in, in this market, everything is out there. They're really, I see every possible varietal imaginable, but these have been the ones that uh, given us great satisfaction outside of obviously the classic from, you know, Tuscany Piedmont Veneto. Yeah. Awesome.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh-
0: let's take a look uh, i don't
1: see any other uh questions so we are going to uh close today presentation um thank you wine to wine uh thank you uh verona thank you italy thank you Chiro, uh and horizon beverage um uh it was fun to be here uh you can uh if you have any questions about these presentations about the northeastern market about Italian wine um, you can um, just contact us Um, uh, we have our information on the platform we'll be happy to um, to answer any question you might have and continue to spread the gospel of Italian wine thank you everybody listen to the Italian wine podcast wherever you get your podcasts